Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. Hello, everybody. Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network. And today, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 20 of One on One. I can't believe we made it to 20 so far. It's been, it's been a wild month, and we've had so much fun doing these interviews. And when we look inside, we get to learn people, uh, and we get a chance to just learn about – we just get to learn about people. And today I got one of my man. This is my guy right here. This is my man, Richard uh, Tyman. I, I said it wrong already. We just talked about it. <laughs> Oh my God, how you doing, Richard? How you doing, brother? I can't I'm believe doing it, good, man. I, I just finished telling Richard that Rich. <laughs> I told I, you. I, 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 no, and and I had it right. I was saying Tevin the whole time, and I still said it wrong. You know, y'all gonna be like, how can he be his friend if he's jacking it up? Some people are. I, people call me Daryl all the time, and and, and it's Daryl. It's okay, but they know all jokes aside, Rich is is my man. I love you, brother. Glad to have you on. How you doing? Doing good, man. I'll, I'll tell you, the, the last name thing followed me all through school. And then right when I thought I was turning a corner, I started wearing suits. And so the tie and the name association, oh, his last name because of the tie must be tie man. It right. didn't help at all. So oh, man. And, and, <laughs> that's and just sailed, man. That's the crazy thing. Like, you know, people have been calling me Daryl for, I'm 35 now. And it's, it's spelled exactly like I got two of my best friends name is spelled the exact same way mine is and everybody's like oh that's daryl i mean i can't even blame him i can't even blame him for it so <laughs> but brother like i said glad to have you on if y'all don't know my my man richard Tiemann is the host of the fan show and like i said we're just so glad to have you on man and before we get this thing rocking and rolling we got to go in and start off with the check check to see how you and your family have been doing during covid how you're handling the pandemic just just in general, we have a lot of things going on in the country with this just just craziness. We got elections coming up. We got racial tension. You name it. It's all been happening during this time frame. But just tell us how you and your family are doing these times and how you're handling everything. Yeah, I'd say we are handling them well, you know, as well as can be expected, which is a phrase that I use a lot because the reality of things is, is that's how things are pretty much summed up you know they're as well as they can be because any worse and you probably wouldn't want to talk about it you got to make things better and anything better you don't want to brag too much about it because you're worried about your next day not being as good as the day is today right. but COVID is has been a tough one because um you know i moved here to sioux falls south dakota for a job um it was an opportunity i had been waiting for uh since i started covering the indoor football league and things were going great. We were counting down to our first game. We had all of these great things planned for it. And then our game got postponed. The season giant pause button gets hit and the dominoes start to fall. I end up losing my job. And, 
you know, it's allowed me to focus that energy into school, which I just recently graduated because there was a point in time as we were getting closer to the season, I talked to my program director and some of my instructors. I said, I might need to take a break from school because things are so crazy right now. Mm -hmm. And they were worried if I did that, if I would come back, not when, but if, because the whole point is to get us a job in that industry. And that's what right. I had, you know, but I wanted the degree. I wanted to finish what I started. So when I got laid off or let go, I, was able to focus all that time and energy into finishing strong, graduated top of my class. And then, you know, because everything's kind of been closed and I don't, I didn't get to travel this spring and summer like I normally do. Um, we got to save a lot of money. You know, we got to put that into paying off some debts, catching up on some bills. Cause normally this time of the year, we're pretty strapped. <laughs> I'm on my way to, you know, the IFL championship, wherever that might be. Um, and then that's a plane ticket to and from that's a hotel stay that's meals and uh yeah we're trying to play catch up now once i get back so it really depends on the day but we've handled it the best that we can and i'm not saying that it's been a blessing for us because i know there's so many people that it, it really hasn't been right but it could have also been a lot worse for us yeah it's crazy man and i'm not gonna lie to you i, I miss it because you know like uh you know, we've talked on many occasions and people don't know, like, man, your hustle is amazing. And being able to see you travel across the country, you got your world tours going on or country tours, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, and, and you're always just running and gunning, but you always bring a great product wherever you go. And you built such a great following and people just don't know the hustle that you have put in. So, I mean, I look forward to it. You know, um, you know, we've always, you know, tried to show love to the fan show, especially with the top 10 countdowns, all that good stuff that you have going on there. So it, it, it's a little bit somber, like, oh, man, I you know truly miss uh, those things. But they'll be back. They'll be back. I think we both feel that way. And, you know, hopefully this thing kicks the bucket so we can get back to sports like normal. Yeah, I feel that too. And, you know, normally uh, April and May and then June are like my busiest months of the year. Mm -hmm. And to not have that this year, it was like that void, but you know, getting to focus all that time and energy into schoolwork and having that under my belt now. And it, it's a lot of hurry up and wait in our industry, you know, right. especially when you're trying to do things, but I, I do miss being busy. That was one right. of my favorite things. Cause when you enjoy something, it's not work and it's not really that you're busy or you don't have time for stuff. Like you make the time for it. You enjoy the, the grind and the rush of, of getting things done and having a deadline. I think for me, it's just like, you get out there, you say, man, I'm getting the opportunity to do something that, you know, a lot of people don't get to do. They dream of doing or, you know, but you know, every little milestone that you make, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen the collages of, of um you know media credentials that you have and i and i and i've been i i had the same thing on my wall i have a wall of credentials and you know we take it as a badge of honor because it, it just every time you get one even small big no matter what he's like I'm, I'm making it and so i mean i missed that part but hopefully soon we're gonna we're gonna keep those fingers crossed brother that we'll get back in that now rich actually this man uh you love sports obviously you know we both have worked hard to get to where we are, but where did that love of sports come from? When did it start? Where did that passion come from for you? I think it came from the fact that I was terrible at sports growing up. <laughs> <laughs> the God's honest truth though. I mean, my dad, uh, you couldn't put more opposite guys together in a family than me and him. Now, mm -hmm. granted that does come with its certain 
exceptions because him and I both love the outdoors and I get that from him. Right. Hunting, fishing, all that, you know, we'd rather be outdoors in the country listening to, you know, water run down a Creek than in the middle of a downtown area hearing horns honk at each other from cars. You know, that's right. just who we are. But he was, uh, you know, he grew up on a farm, uh, very, you know, bare knuckle kind of guy. And uh, they didn't celebrate a whole lot of holidays. They didn't have a whole lot. So everything that he did, he worked for. And I remember when I turned 16, it was, you know, all right, well, if you want a car, if you want, you know, to go places, if you want a cell phone, you know, you got to work so you can pay for them yourself because I'm not footing the bill, you know, and that was reality. <laughs> but he was also an incredible all-around athlete. I mean, he was state wrestling. He was state football, basketball. I mean, you name it, he tried it all. And I wanted to kind of live up to that. I tried them all. Baseball was my favorite to play. Hated to watch it, but I loved to play it. But if you didn't have the money to do summer league in junior high, high school, oh. you could pretty much kiss the possibility of making varsity goodbye. Cause I was working in the summer, you know, I didn't right. have time to go and play <laughs> baseball, but I, I learned to really love football. I was the smallest guy on the team. Um, and that wasn't very fun, but uh, I never let it sour my love for the game. Cause I think of all the sports, football is probably the purest team sport out there watching 11 guys work in unison together to accomplish a goal and it's a game of inches and there's just so much you can learn for from it so i think you know sports has always been there and my love for it has really just grown and grown as i've gotten to know more and more people that it's changed their lives for the better in some way and the same thing with music i mean i was a drummer and played in a band and toured around the pacific northwest for a while so Sports and music, man, those are my things. But yeah, um, there's just something special about both of those in people's lives. And I think, uh, you know, you talk to an artist, you talk to an athlete, they'll they'll attest to both. Yeah, now you say, and, and, and I agree with you. I mean, it's just like people don't, you know, that love in the beginning comes from, like for me, I played a little baseball. I was I was all right, you know, I had my my couple of moments. But, you know, like I, I my brother, he he actually got drafted by the Marlins. I. I would have never dreamed that I would be, you know, that level. But so we've got a little blood, uh, baseball blood in our family. But I'm probably the total opposite. Like the outdoors, man, I lost that. I don't have any of that. I wish I did. I wish I had, you know, like fish, like you're going out there, go fishing, hunting. I can't do any of it. Uh, I just shot my first gun for the first time, like two weeks ago on my wife's birthday. First time I ever shot a gun. First time. So for me, it was like, I'm just that's the one part of my life I wish I kind of had a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. Now let's talk about your love of journalism. And you, 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 you said uh, yourself, you know, becoming a, you know, not being that maybe that most athletic person kind of brought you into the, you know, the sports journalism world. So how did that get started? And of course, how did the fan show get started? Well, I think the journalism thing, because like with sports, so I love sports because I was terrible at them. You know, it sort of drew me in to have more of an appreciation, something that you can't do well, you right. appreciate more, right? You true, know, true. That's the roundabout way. So with journalism, it was kind of a similar thing because I've never, in the history of doing the fan show, I, I've never referred to myself as a journalist. I'm just a fan with a right. platform because fans, you know, a lot of people you know, give them some credit and some discredit them all together because they're not part of the team. You know, they're right. not out there putting their bodies on the line or whatever. But 
the athletes feed on that crowd, that energy, and they right, love right. the support they get. They love the diehards. I've met my fair share of, you know, diehard fans from, from all over the place. And they feel like they're part of the team, that what they do when they show up every Sunday or every Thursday or every day, if it's baseball or basketball, makes a difference. You know, that if the team wins or loses, it's because of something they did, whether it's right. superstitious or not. So I love – the show and what I do because I feel like I'm giving a voice to those people that genuinely feel like they make a difference with the team, even if they're not out on the field. So you can call it journalism if you want. I've never called it that. I've just called it using my platform, you know, to give a voice to people that may not get one very often, if at all. And that's another reason why I love covering the indoor football league is because outside of local sports news and, you know, local networks, they don't get a whole lot of exposure and they're just right. hungry athletes trying to get to that next level. So it's kind of not a love for journalism. It's just the love for giving exposure to people that have walked a mile in your shoes, you know, and the road I've taken to get where I'm at is very unconventional. I didn't go and graduate from a four year uh, with a communications degree and intern for two more to hope to do the weather one day and then finally get my end <laughs> 10 years later with sports on the weekends. You know, I said, I've got the skill and know-how now. How can I do this and get somebody's attention? Well, start a podcast. And it was a buddy of mine at our 10-year high school reunion that pitched the idea to me because he asked how I wasn't an analyst. And I thought that was kind of insulting because I hated the soap opera that ESPN had become. It drives me and nuts. so sometimes <laughs> you got to be that change you want to see in the world as cliche as it sounds. So I <laughs> talked to my wife who's always been super supportive about everything that I do. She said, yeah, well you go back and get your business degree. It'd be good for you to have a hobby. You know, you've been in bands, you've hosted karaoke, you naturally are drawn to a microphone. So a right, podcast right. makes sense and people don't have to see your face. You know, I mean, if you're not comfortable on camera, then you can just talk and talk and talk. So it was supposed to be, and it was the butt fumble podcast, you know, cause it was going to be <laughs> a humorous take on football. People that laughed at that name would know the reference and that's exactly the audience that I want. That's wanted. exactly what you were looking for. <laughs> that's exactly what I was looking for. Not to be taken serious, but you knew what the subject matter was. It was funny football. But then when um, I had the guy that did my logo, I talked to him. I said, can you make my logo look not so terrible? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but you <laughs> want to consider a name change too because there's not going to be too many people that are all excited to for their appearance on the butt fumble podcast and I said, yeah <laughs> i could see that uh, it, it had a good run right i did make a few connections through it and they they loved the idea the concept but they agreed ultimately and so yeah, yeah. um i said well how about the fan show because you see all these radio stations and networks that are something the fan or the fan 920 or whatever and so there's a lot right. of marketability there but you have to be so much different that it's not infringing upon anybody else so the fan show and then fan which stood for football and nonsense because that again the focus is football but it left the door open for if i wanted to talk about something else like this week i think we're talking about the the uh resurgence or the resurrection of uh, unsolved mysteries on netflix Yo, I, you know? I, i'm hyped about that i'm not gonna lie i haven't watched it yet but i'm gonna watch it i can't wait oh man 
<laughs> so it just it was a door that opened that needed to and i think it's been uh better for it and i i couldn't be more happy with the logo how it turned out and just the subject matter you know it, there's like an expectation of what i'll talk about but if i get off course off track and talk wrestling or pop culture or music right. it's, it's okay. not like you weren't expecting that because you didn't really know what to expect when it came to the nonsense part of the show I like that. I, you know, and it's funny because I always wondered. I was like, I never had a chance to ask you, but I like that. And it was brilliant, too. I mean, and people don't realize, like, name, like, your name goes a long way in what you're doing. And, you know, and we've talked about this before. Like, when I thought Legacy Maker, my whole thing was I wanted to help people grow in the industry, help myself grow in the industry. But if I can help make people's legacies, well, what do we do? I, I want to be a Legacy Maker. I want to help make people grow their legacy, uh, you know, put it in a good spot. So same dream. And, you know, that's, it's like the name means a lot. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes you, like you said, you throw, they just throw a name out there and it's like, oh, okay, that's nice. But do, like, really, when you make your name, make it like something that means something to you, you know, and I got a few guys on my team and I'm like, if I, guys, when you decide to do this podcast, really make it your own and something that you're going to be proud of. So, I mean, that's, I, think, I think that name thing, people don't realize how important it is. Well, people say, you know, what's in a name? Well, everything's in a name mm -hmm. in, in this industry. And I think for what I set out to accomplish, the fan show really embodies, you know, what I'm about. If I don't want to call myself a journalist and instead be a voice of the fans and talk like I'm just a fan, you know, who's sharing their opinion, but on a well-produced and, you know, broadcasted platform, then that's, that's how I want it to feel. I want right. the average Joe and diehard fan to be able to tune in and be like, this guy is going to get where we're coming from because he's been there. You know, right. he's not the athlete that's speaking from their point of view. He's the guy that, you know, has been to a game or two or is watching from his couch. He gets how we think and feel. Right. And I want to hear what he has to say on this. I, 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 that's amazing, brother. Amazing. Now let's, let's swing over. Cause you know, recently, just graduating from the Dan Patrick School of Broadcasting down at Full Sail University down there in Florida. And, and it's such a big deal because we all grew up knowing who Dan Patrick was, you know, and how important, it, you know, that he's probably been an influence on most of the people that are, are in this industry or like ourselves trying to get into this industry and, and, you know, put our foot and put our stamp on there. And, you know, you had an opportunity recently to even interview Dan. So, I mean, just tell us how that whole experience was for you down there at Full Sail and, and the things that, you know, you took away from it and how you think it's going to make you a better person. Well, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it was some of the best school that I've ever done, you know, if you even want to call it that. I mean, high school, you graduate and it's supposed to be this big deal, but I would trade walking at my high school graduation for being able to go down and walk at this one just because it meant so much to me with all the work that I had put into it and just that sense of accomplishment. Right. But you know, you're not really sure what it is that you're supposed to do to accomplish things in life unless the whole path has been like laid out for you. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, here I am a guy that's comfortable with a microphone that if I need to be on camera, I can be, but I, I know football, I know how to talk, I know how to carry a conversation and I can support my opinions with facts and, and things like that. So, you know, why not be a sports radio DJ? And, and so I would call stations and be like, Hey, you know, I saw that you guys are 
have an opening like you know what what can i send you and they're like oh well uh how long have you interned for oh well i haven't you know <laughs> oh we, we require at least you know a year of unpaid internship and also where did you get your broadcasting degree from well i haven't oh well we that's you know a prerequisite you have to have a broadcasting degree well why and you know it just it got frustrating because yeah. you know i've never liked that you were kept out of something that you knew were good you were good at you just needed an opportunity and to not be able to have somebody give you that opportunity because on paper you didn't look like their ideal right. fit so here i am with an aa degree in small business management thinking that i'm going to open up a sports bar you know with karaoke on the weekends and that'll be my life right right and i'm doing the podcast and people are starting to say that they enjoy it that they think i should do this or try that or have more of this and and whatnot and I had a co-host for a while. A lot of people don't know that. When it first started, I had a co-host, right. but there comes a point in time, and I'm sure you can relate to, right. that hobby becomes passion, becomes career, with right. a question mark at the end. And that's where our paths split. You know, it was, he was coming over to my place, and we were recording, and I would edit, and I would produce, and all that stuff. Well then, hey, I can't make it today. Can we do tomorrow? Okay, hey, I can't come out there tomorrow. Can you come out to my place? Oh, okay, right. and then I would spend this money on subscriptions and on equipment and get like nothing back. It was all give, no take. Now, I'm not saying that he's a terrible human being. He's a father, right. you know, and he right. had his priorities where they were. So eventually our paths split so far that I ended up carrying the show and it's been a one-man show ever since because in the reality of things is that other than my wife I'm the only person I trust to do things to the quality and expectation that I've laid out there so I'm scrolling through Facebook one day and there it is an ad for the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting and of course I had made so much noise in the IFL community at that point trying right. to get people to hire me for this job or this job so when I saw that and it was a bachelor of science degree, I turned to my wife, I said, do I do this? And she's like, I don't think you, you can afford not to. It's Dan Patrick's school. You love him. You love the right. show. And this is basically the one last thing you need for people to have no excuse left right. not to hire you for the job that you're already qualified for. Now, of course, there's so much I learned over two years there. But having that degree now and that network at my disposal, it's, it's, I'm so excited for what's next because I feel like, you know, I've been all this talk for five years doing the show and putting together, learning things on my own, watching YouTube videos, how I do this, how I do that. And now people get to see it for real because I've graduated top of my class and earned this degree. And now as soon as I get hired somewhere, people are going to be like, dang it, you know, like, he was interested in us, but we, we waited we too long. Him, we we hesitated. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's what it comes down to is I don't want there to be any more excuses now. Yeah, well, you set yourself up in a pretty beautiful spot. And anybody that doesn't take a true look at you now, shame on them. <laughs> shame on them. Now, uh, I mean, I think you're, you, you make a good point. For anybody out there that says, oh, well, you know, you can just look at Richard's story and say, man, this is, this is something that – if, if anybody can do it, you know, I can do it, you know, I mean, and, and Richard, you went out there and you persevered. I, I remember, I know I've told you many times myself, you know, just looking at you and watching how you've been able to, you know, grind and, 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 and make your own path has given me encouragement from time to time. So I truly appreciate that, you know, not only as a colleague, but as a friend. 
And I appreciate that, man. It's crazy when people will message you and not only say that they love the content that you put out there and the stuff that you put together and what you do or that they're impressed, but that you inspired them. And one right. of my favorite comedians right now, Tom Segura has this yes. where he starts <laughs> the show talking about all the weight that he lost and that he'll get emails from people saying, Hey, you inspired me. And he's like, Oh, didn't mean to like, that's how you kind of feel initially. <laughs> when you set out on this completely selfish journey right. to, you know, create a podcast and, and, God forbid, build a brand and establish things and friendships and connections. And then somebody tell you that you inspired them. You're just like, I didn't mean to. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> I love the Tosser. craziest feeling, man. It really is. Yeah, Segura's my guy. And, 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 and it, makes so much, it makes so much sense. And, and he was right. I mean, you, you really never know who you inspire in the, inspire in the business or in general. And people look at it and say, man, I really love your stuff. Every time somebody tells me, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm doing something right. I know I'm doing something right. All right, Richard, now it's time for my favorite segment of the show. It is time for Christmas. Are you, Richard? Are you ready, Richard, for your edition of Quick Ones? I am ready, sir. All right, y'all, here we go. It is time for the Richard Tiemann edition of Quick Ones. We're going to start this one off easy. Favorite athlete that you've ever seen? Oh, uh, well, Steve Young is why I love football, love the 49ers. But I did have the privilege of seeing Patrick Willis play before he hung it up way too early in my opinion. But yeah. I'm, I'm a pro defensive guy and Willis, man, he was an animal. Awesome, awesome. And, and you know, that's, you're right though, because seeing him give it up so early, it hurt. We all it understand hurt. why he did it. You know, I think most people can say they understand why he did it, but man, it definitely, when you say a guy that he's a Hall of Famer over and over again, just imagine if he played a couple more years. And I mean, I think a lot of people compared him to Ray Lewis. Uh, and I think he was well on that stat, well on his way to that type of status. And there's only a couple of linebackers you put up there. You put LT up there, you know, you put guys like, you know, Ray, I, mean, I can go old school on that, you know, the Lamberts and stuff like that, but he's there. Like yeah. he would, he was on his way there, but I can truly understand that. Most underrated 49er in your opinion. Ooh, um, that might be, and this could be a personal feel. I feel like Frank Gore doesn't get enough love for what he's accomplished in his career. Right. Uh, the guy is Mr. Dependable, Mr. Consistent, no matter what team he's on. And I feel like he should have got way more praise when he was with the Niners. But another right. one uh, who I grew up in particular a fan of was Garrison Hurst, another running hey. back. He was, he was an underappreciated guy. See, Hurst, Hurst had, remember, I was at that Earl open, the season opener against the Jets. He went, what, now 99 yards along the sideline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. People people sleep on Garrison Hurst all day, every day. Yep. Yep. Next one, worst sports moment. Well, I mean, if you ask a Jets fan, it's probably the butt fumble. This is one of my <laughs> all time. I mean, it is fantastic. I, I think one of the worst sports moments in football, though, was uh, – and people will call me crazy for this, but I think it's when the Broncos made the deal with Manning and now Tebow time is over in Denver, because I think if they gave him a real team, some real support, Tebow could have done great things in Denver. Um, I, I really loved him as an athlete and as a leader right. on that field. So I, I feel like that was one of the worst moments. Yeah. Manning took him to two Super Bowls and got him another win, but man, like what if, you know, what, what if Tebow time kept going in Denver? Yeah. I mean, they loved him there. 
and and I think a lot of fans were kind of surprised. I mean, they understood it. I guess some when they, you know when you know you're getting paid, Manning. You, I mean, there ain't but so much you're gonna say about that. But I think a lot of people really like was like, man, it was something special they had in Tebow up there. And I just, I just after that, he never really truly got another chance. I mean, yeah, he was back up for the Jets, and he, you know, he was with the Eagles for like a split second in the Patriots, but he never truly got another chance. And I've always wanted to see how a couple of years of Tebow would have been, but. You know, unfortunately, you know how that goes. But um, for you, but, as a Redskins guy that covers them, I know you're a Packers fan, but I'd say right. Joe Theismann and Alex Smith breaking their leg, man, that's uh, – oh, Man, I was there. I was there uh, for the Alex Smith one. And I'm just – I'll never forget how quiet it got in the stadium when it happened. I was on the sideline. Uh, probably – I was on the Redskins sideline, and I remember watching – you heard the noise, ah, and like, and it, it's like when it happened, you can just slowly just hear it. like he's laying on the ground. You can see him in pain, and the crowd just kind of just died out. And I said, "This is wild! I can't believe I'm here to see this." But it was just heartbreaking because you know we had spent so much time, you know, over the season training camp, spending time with Alex Smith, kind of getting to know Alex Smith, and and just seeing what type of leader and what type of energy he brought to that Redskins team because they were six and three when they got hurt, when he got hurt. And they ended up not making the playoffs. They had four quarterbacks in like four weeks. And, uh, you know, it was uh, over the time period. You know, they was bringing – they brought Sanchez back in there. They had Josh Josh um, Johnson in there. Uh, you know, McCoy got hurt and had the same injury like a week or so later. I was like, this is crazy. So that's – yeah, that was probably one of the worst uh, – or at least one of the worst sports moments for me, at least seeing live. It was – oh, boy, it was wild. It was wild. Uh, next one. A uh, person that you met that had you starstruck? Oh, wow. Um, oof. Because I've met some over the phone and never got to meet them in person. Mm -hmm. And that was when I interviewed Charlotte Flair because she was coming to Spokane with WWE Live and she was doing a book signing for the new book she put out. That had me pretty starstruck. Um, and then... I actually got to meet Mick Foley in person right. when I had him on the show and he came to the comedy club to do the 20 years of hell in the cell. But then also we had some zooms um, for the Dan Patrick school featuring guys like edge or mm. Scott Van Pelt. Right. So there's a couple. Um, I mean, really starstruck would be the first time I ever met Travis Barker and got to shake his hand. I was just a teenage kid going down to Portland for this signing that they were doing as plus 44. And he was my all time favorite drummer and still is. I mean, that was a pretty starstruck moment, but there's a few that are, that are up there for different reasons for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I've been blessing myself to see quite a few and I think, the one that there was only a, there's only one that truly like caught me off guard. And my man Jay could, you know, uh, can, can attest to this. Uh, even though I met Jamie Foxx and Reese Weatherspoon, was Gary Thorne, the play by play announcer for uh, Baltimore Orioles, we were covering a game against the Mariners. And I, I was like, oh my God. He said, what's wrong? I was like, ah, that's Gary Thorne. He's like, what do you mean? I said, look, Gary Thorne is like one of the guys that inspired me to want to do play by play. His voice, especially on um, ESPN National Hockey, like him, Mike Patrick, uh, you know, Bill Clement, those guys, I just – just listening to his voice, you know, was great. And I just – when I saw him and he came up and shook my hand, I was like, ah, this is Gary Thorne. <laughs> That's the one that got me – like, I was probably more starstruck seeing him 
than I was when I met uh, Jamie Foxx. And that, that till this day, he'll, <laughs> Jay will tell a story and start laughing. But I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, this is th- this is my guy, you know. So I don't know. Um, you know, he's one guy I hope to one day get on here. Um, I got my fingers crossed, nose crossed, eyes crossed. We'll see how that goes when the time comes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Last one. Worst movie you've ever seen. Oh man, that's tough. Because with COVID, <laughs> you spend a lot of time going down that Netflix rabbit hole, man. And there's some, <laughs> and there's some stuff. But you're just like, oh, I don't know. How bad could it be? There was a movie we watched just because it had CM Punk in it, and it was pretty terrible. Whoa, um, that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Man, yeah. um, I forget what it's called. If I, if I, I think it's like the girl on the second floor or something. But it's <laughs> a weird movie, man. It's, is that bad? Huh? It is, but I, I think it's got to be a sequel. Um, as far as like movies that people have probably heard of, and mm-hmm. I, I'd say like either Ted Two or Bill and Ted. There's something oh, about the name Ted, apparently. Ted, Ted Two. <laughs> Um, but Ted two was just, there were so many things that were so bad about one, that movie did not need a sequel. And two, just Mark Wahlberg's love interest is like half his age. And they just got all these terrible jokes running. And it's just like, (laughs) it had a home run buddy comedy with the first one. And then you tried too hard with number two. Yeah. The second one didn't like the, if I'm not mistaken, didn't like Ted fall in love with like, I can forget what his uh he had, he had like a full blown girlfriend. It was odd. It was definitely odd. The first one was hilarious. Thunder Buddies, all that stuff. That was great. That yeah. God, that's that second one was a little rough. That was yeah. a, that was a little bit rough. <laughs> yeah, that one was bad. Um, it, it's tough to say what the actual worst movie is, but uh, I know that that's that, for you. <laughs> uh, that you go down that Netflix rabbit hole, man, and you can probably build some whole new opinions on the matter i tell you that it's like what is this (laughs) i always thought i think the i I don't know because for me my mom used to watch you know before she got sick she used to watch like thunder gator on on sapphire if it was a thunder gator what was the one with the uh hurricane song i don't know sharknado sharknado it was like I can't, th- even, I can't even put those in that worst movie category because I know there's a whole cult of people out there that live and die by those. Yes, for those movies, <laughs> under budget, just cheesy idea movies like the Velosta Pastor that I haven't yeah, yeah, seen yeah. but I've heard all about. Whoa, it. whoa, whoa! You said Velosta Pastor? Yeah, it's this nah, pastor that do turns it. into a Velociraptor. I, I can't do that. I, I, I'm almost intrigued to go at least peek at it on YouTube, but I don't know if that's the move. Mm. Man. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. People live for those movies, man. So, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> All right, everybody. That was the Richard Tiemann edition of Quick Ones. And now we're going to head to uh, the top part of the show where I got to just say, man, look, Rich, I truly appreciate you coming on. And, of course, before we go, I just want you to leave your legacy, brother. And, and what type of projects you got going on that, that you may want everybody to know about? And what type of legacy do you want to leave when you have – said it's all said and done and I'm going to retire and sit back. Well, the project as always is the fan show and it was on a bit of a hiatus after I got let go and focusing on school because, you know, I wanted to come back and I wanted it to be great. um, But there was kind of a dark period of time, you know, when you lose your, your dream job and and now you got to reassess everything and you're in an unfamiliar place, you know? Um, 
But also I was learning all these things in school that I wanted to apply to the show to up the production va value. And every right. time I learned something and I thought I was ready to come back and apply that, I learned something else. I'd be like, you know, why don't I just wait until the time is right? And then I ended up getting the interview with Dan Patrick and I was like, okay, this is the time. Like this will be the show I come back. I'll wheel out all the new fancy stuff, the production right. value, all that. So the show is back now, regularly scheduled programming every Wednesday and it's uploaded on YouTube and of course Facebook. And then the next day you can catch it on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio in podcast form. But if you're a visual, you enjoy the video, then yeah, Facebook and YouTube are, are the channels for you. So that's the projects um, I'm trying to do because normally this is our IFL championship time period. Right. I'm trying to do a uh, Madden online invitational with some of the players, you know, but some of them are just like kind of so put out and they're back home and doing whatever that They're it's relaxing, hard to get a hold yeah. of some of them. But I'd like to do that, you know, just to have fill that void however we can. So that's another thing that we're working on that could be fun. But as far as legacies go, um, it's crazy to be asked about that because I was thinking about it the other day. You know, there's, there's people I know that from like birth, they know exactly what they're going to do. Uh, there right. was a friend I went to high school with, junior high. He's like, I'm going to be a doctor. And he went and he became a doctor. Like that's what his goal was. And he did everything he needed to. He was valedictorian in high school, all that good stuff. And for me, I've always been up for something could change you know, right. and things have changed a lot. But what I want my legacy to be, because I, I do think it's a great compliment for someone to say that you inspired them. So I'm happy inspiring people, but I want to inspire them for the right reason. Right. So I want my legacy to be that just because you've been conditioned to feel like the path to achieve and accomplish your dreams has to be a certain way, it doesn't. Like, Create your own path to it because that's what I've been doing for the last five years. And sometimes I wonder if it was hypocritical of me to go to the Dan Patrick school and get a college degree. But at the same time, I've been able to make connections with so many people that weren't sure. And then they saw what I had been doing and continue to do. And that inspired them to stay on the path and to keep grinding and to apply what they learned through the school outside and that's really all that i've ever done and just because you know a job says you need a degree and that you need so much experience or to intern you don't show them why you're the best candidate for the job however you can and in the process maybe you'll create something great something you can look back on and be like i built that thing from nothing and now look at what it's become just like you with your you know sports network and the legacy makers yeah, I mean, it's definitely been, and I, I agree with you, man. It's like you, you get a chance to say, man, I just want to, I want to see what I can do. And I don't know how many people have told me that, like you said, it's just, you know, I, I've heard that I've tried to do an intern thing. It just didn't, you know, it was like, you have this experience. Yeah. So, you know, being shut down from there really motivated me. It was like, well, you know what? I can do this on my own. And I often get off, asked the question, if you, if VSPN called you today, would you go? And it's, it's a tough question to answer, but when I come down to it, the first thing I say is I don't think I would go. I'm almost like 100% I wouldn't go. I've worked so hard to put this thing together, um, you know, with my team, and I, and I said to myself, I don't, know, I don't know if I could ever do it. I, I really want to try to make it happen 
um, from that point, you know, because, you know, you put so much effort, logos, money, when you're not getting any money in return, everything, <laughs> equipment, you name it, you know, you've done it. And, and this is, we started in 2016 and you said, wow, I, you know, it's been four years. Doesn't feel like it because when you're having fun, it, it, it just doesn't feel like it. So yeah. I, yeah. Tru- I truly, truly, truly feel that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my man, Richard Tiedman of The Fan Show. That's right. I got it right. I've been studying why the show was going on, Rich. <laughs> I've been working on it. Why this, so this is episode 20, everybody. I truly appreciate it. Y'all make sure y'all go check out The Fan Show. My man is always bringing a phenomenal show. And if you want, uh, you just got to make sure you check it out. You know, go hit him up on all the social media platforms. Like him, follow him. You make sure you do that. Instagram is probably, there's so many in the name. But just check it out. Don't worry. You get one, you can connect to them all. I'm Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network. Rich, once again, thank you for coming on, brother. Appreciate the invite, man. Always a pleasure. All right, this is episode 20. Until next time, everybody, see you later. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Maker Sports Network.